0: Why is it so important to prioritize leading yourself?
1: Our greatest example of this is Jesus. You have God in the flesh, and yet, who knows all things, was before all things, will be after all things, mm-hmm. and yet, we find one of the very first instances in the scripture is he's in the temple learning. He's growing in wisdom, stature, in favor of God and man, then we have times and throughout His ministry where he's pulling away from the crowd to be alone with the father. We have times that he's resting. We have times that he's just eating with his friends. Mm -hmm. He prioritized self growth, self development, self care. And we see it if Jesus had to care for his earthly body (laughs) and his mind and grow and be stretched, then we have to. So we can't do all things for all people at all times. We have to take care of ourselves. So and good. so if he's our example in this, then we've got to realize there's got to be seasons where we're stretching our minds, where we're resting our bodies, mm. where we're getting around some friends so and having true. a good time playing some golf, um, because you will, people don't go where you tell them to go. People go where you go. Wow. And we don't teach mm. what we. Know. I mean, you know, you teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. Mm-hmm. And if you want a group of people that are going to thrive and grow. It's not going to be taught. It's going to be caught by your lifestyle. Yeah. So good. So you got to. Create... Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast, where relationships and ministry meet.
0: Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast. I'm Kristen. Hope you're doing well today. Joined across the table with Randy in a little bit of a new setting. Yeah, uh, we've got this. Uh, Halo, glow. Our I don't, it's
2: true. Uh, what, our producer setup. I what, don't know what's, what's happening. What's up with this, Corey? What is the deal? With these extra lights, it's like lights? the
0: glory of the Lord I mean, is rained down I can on see you. Clearly today. now, look at that. Look
2: at that. What? That's so old. Are any of our listeners know that song? I'm if you sure. do.
0: That they Uh,
2: do. Our guest is shaking his head, he doesn't know that song at all, okay.
0: (laughs) Oh well, we are excited to have another conversation today. I love these talks Mm -hmm. because uh, they're real, they're honest, they're practical, and I believe today's is gonna be super practical. Um, Regardless of what position you serve in, uh, what assignment the Lord has called you to, lead pastor, maybe you're a volunteer leader, uh, we're we're gonna really talk about leading our personal life today. Yeah, this is Um, a good topic. It is a good topic because I think everybody listening Wants to be a good leader. Otherwise, I mean, they wouldn't be investing in their themselves and even listening to things like sure. this podcast.
2: Absolutely. Um, but usually we listen to things to try to, how do I lead others better? We're thinking about things I can share with them and lessons they need. And uh, yes. today's different. It uh, is. It's a little more introspective than it is than kind of looking out.
0: Yeah. And I love that because the reality is, is if we don't lead ourselves well, how in the world are we going to be able to lead right. others? And so uh, we have a wonderful guest on the podcast today. I am very excited about. We've got Pastor Aaron Burke with us. How are you? I
1: am doing good. I'm honored to be with you guys. been a listener and I'm excited to be um, now. Here to give a little bit of wisdom. I don't got a lot of wisdom to offer. I, I mean, it's gonna a be a three
2: bit. hour podcast. This brother, <laughs> is yet, ready to go.
1: Listen, you got two guys here that are from Baton Rouge. Yeah. Both of us, you know, I, I was I was a Baton Rouge guy growing up. So I I we don't have a lot to offer, but man, what we do have is powerful. It is powerful, and we're gonna have a good time today. We're gonna have a great we're time. People great will time. laugh yeah. either that, way. That's, that's all about. That hey, You're not gonna
2: that's learn that's anything today. That's investment
0: in yourself right there. <laughs> yeah. Some People might just need a good laugh today. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get that. I love it. Well, Aaron, you and your wife, you guys passed your in the Tampa Bay area, yep. Radiant Church, yep. um, since 2013, you guys 2013, launched. yeah. And multi-site, God's completely just blessing it. Uh, such a huge impact. And it's great. We're kind of neighbors down in Sarasota, Bradenton area. You guys yep. got the Tampa Bay covered. Yep. We got the
2: we're,
1: Sarasota, we're
0: Bradenton covered. We're just all merging together. We're,
1: we're trying to. you know. So my wife and I, we moved to Tampa 10 years ago. Didn't know anybody. And I remember coming down to Bayside, hanging out, and just been like, I need help, and it was just—it was such a crazy journey. We dro- moved with a six-month-old; our our oldest was six months old, and a little demonic dog that, thank God, is gone. He didn't <gasps> want to, to be with the Jesus. Lord. No, 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 there's no way he made it. There's no way. <laughs> if he made it, I don't want to be there. So, <laughs> oh gosh. But then uh, we started the church in a rundown, dirty dollar theater in the South Tampa area. It should have never worked. Did everything. That we just knew what to do. We did basically everything Ark told us to do. You did everything they said not yeah. to do. <laughs> yes, we did that too. But we we just went in and just love for the city, and then did that. Here's the crazy thing about my family. So. My oldest was born in July. 25 months later, my second was born in August. 25 months later, my third was born in September. 25 months later, my fourth Stop. was born in October. And 25 months later, almost to the day my fifth was born in November. Your boy's a planner. I know what I'm doing. So okay, that is the so it's kids. 12 months. So you get she's going to be pregnant again real no, soon. No, 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 no. We are done. We are medically done. To go okay. yeah. well, that, her, so. gonna, that's the only way to be truly done yeah, yeah, is yeah. for We're, medical intervention. We are done. We have... Five kids, and they're so much fun. It's fun raising them in the church and trying to navigate all of that. And so uh, it's always chaos. And so if you're listening to this and you go, Man, I feel like my home is just all chaos. These little kids are running around Mm everywhere. It's a season. It's fun. And enjoy the chaos.
2: It is. It is. It is a chaos moment. Now, I didn't have, we didn't have five kids. We had four, but it's so chaotic. Just, I don't know how we survived it, but. It, it seems that it's never going to end yep but the days are long and the years are short yep and mm-hmm. before you know it your kids will be gone and they'll be quiet and you'll be like what in the world happened
1: Well that's the so most enjoy the chaos thing I've ever <laughs> yeah. heard no,
2: not?
0: no, no, it's, let's.
2: no it's really it, not because actually yeah because it's so fruitful right now yeah yes like I, I'm not looking back going oh I wish I, right. I had that I'm so thankful for it but because you're doing it right, in ministry and prioritizing your family which is a whole nother topic but you
1: get the fruit of it later on
2: when your kids are adults that's our whole goal
1: we just want our kids to love jesus love the church and love each other i'm like if we can win in those three things Mm -hmm. i don't care what else happens well you're doing those things i love it it's great.
0: That's, that's so good. Well, this is going to be a fun conversation today, and, yeah. and we are honored to have you. And so I want to kick it off. You know, I was thinking, you know, Randy, you say often, and it's a phrase I'm sure many people have heard, you know, if you win the morning, you win the day. Yep. You know, you got to start it off right. Um, and there is something about this uh, value of prioritizing the right things in our personal life. Yeah. And so I kind of want to kick the conversation off with that today, is why do you you guys feel like I mean you, you you got a lot on your plate you're not sitting around twiddling your thumbs wondering how to fill mm-hmm. your day um, and so why is it so important to prioritize leading yourself
2: hmm well listen as leaders I think it's important for us to understand this and we do conceptually and that is that everything rises and falls on on us but what that means is that we in essence Growth in us precedes growth in our family. Right. That's good. Growth in us precedes growth in our church. Growth in us precedes growth in our kids or, or the church or the ministry, whatever it is. So that means if we're going to see change in our relationships or church or ministry or a business or organization, then we have to be willing to grow. And oftentimes we're thinking about how I can grow other people and but it starts with with looking at us ourselves because i have found at least in in my life and in leading this church is that i become the lid right and if right. i have if i want great leaders around me and i want them to stay then i have to grow otherwise they grow as much as they can and they have a greater capacity but they don't want to be around mm-hmm. because they're i'm the lid so they will leave and go somewhere else, right? another church, another organization, whatever it is, because they can
1: grow there. So we have to grow first. That's why it's so important to start here. Our greatest example of this is Jesus. You have God in the flesh, and yet, who knows all things, was before all things, will be after all things. Mm-hmm. And yet, we find one of the very first instances in the scripture is he's in the temple learning. He's growing in wisdom, stature in favor of God and man then we have times and throughout his ministry where he's pulling away from the crowd to be alone with the father we have times that he's resting we have times that he's just eating with his friends Mm -hmm. he prioritized self-growth self-development self-care and we see it if jesus had to care for his earthly body (laughs) and his mind and grow and be stretched then we have to so we can't do all things for all people at all times we have to take care of ourselves so and good. so, if he's our example in this, then we've got to realize there's got to be seasons where we're stretching our minds, where we're resting our bodies, mm-hmm. where we're getting around some friends and so having true. a good time playing some golf. Um, because you will, people don't go where you tell them to go. People go where you go. Wow. And we don't mm-hmm. teach what we know. I mean, you know, you teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. Mm-hmm. And if you want a group of people that are going to thrive and grow, it's not gonna be taught. It's gonna be caught by your lifestyle. Yeah. So good. So you gotta carry out the the lifestyle of Jesus was so impressive in how he took time to care for even himself when he could have done anything.
0: That's that's gonna set people free just hearing that yes. permission mm-hmm. to do that. But let me let me ask you a question then. So in ministry espe- especially, there's always a need, there's yep. always a yep. problem, there's always something so the tension is very real how do you guys manage that tension in times of leaning into i gotta do it i gotta pull back H- how how do you prioritize that is
2: a hard thing to do and uh because there are so many demands lots of demands and so many people pulling on us and needing us but we were having an offline conversation just a moment ago uh you know about uh actually it was on air it was the family thing you were just talking about it you know kids and how crazy Mm -hmm. and how chaotic it is but um it's the tension of that well how do i minister to my family and take care of them and yet i have all these needs and all of this stuff and so we just have to get to the place where we prioritize things and and that's hard to do but taking care of self is got to be a number one thing Otherwise, you'll disqualify yourself, as Paul said. I'm I'm running this race, right. and yet myself here, I am disqualified because I didn't take care of myself first. So, it is realizing and not beating yourself up when you're out of order, if you will, mm. because there right. are seasons, right, where we're busier here than we are over here, and so it's managing the tension of that. Don't go, well, I I blew it. No, I just have to <laughs> allow tension to go in another direction. I think for a little it's great.
1: While. You know, the the lady that goes to Jesus, and you know, she breaks over the expensive perfume, Uh, and the religious people said that should have been sold and given to the poor, and Jesus gives this beautiful phrase. He says, the poor are always going to be with you, and that phrase has freed me, so what it shows me is needs are always going to be with you, but you can't let the needs of the world around you destroy your personal health and your personal connection with God, so I think there's, as pastors, how easy it is for us to go, okay, we got to go to this appointment, this need, this mm-hmm. hospital visit, you know, I've got to study this. And his thing is, is like, needs are, is going to be there. Are you prioritizing me? Are you prioritizing that time alone? You know, we're sure. talking about our kids, it's you know, okay. the kids are not going to always be in that season that you're in right now. Right. So make the most of it. And I just, I just realized when, when it seems overwhelming, I'll go, well, I got to solve it. Well, if I solve this problem, guess what's going to be tomorrow? Another problem, um, yeah, and then yeah. another problem, and so we just got to take care of ourselves. Let me say something about the day, because we were talking about, you know, even the idea of how how do we make this thing healthy. I don't think days end bad; I think they start bad, and things that end bad usually are because they start bad. And if you'll learn how to start it well, um, a phrase that I've learned to live by is called the eat the frog principle. I don't know if you've ever heard the eat the frog principle. No. The eat the frog principle is this idea that if your assignment for the day, if you're on your to-do list, if on your to-do list was that you needed to eat a frog, okay, now that would be bizarre but yeah. like, imagine that's uh, like, I probably like I would delegate it. that to someone <laughs> else yeah all right now louisiana we ate frogs growing up but that's not so if your assignment let's say your to-do list is 10 things to do but one of them is that you got to eat a frog and it's a bullfrog it's big it's gross it's nasty the principle of eat the frog is that you eat the frog first eat the frog first cuz if you can get that off <laughs> the your to-do thing list you don't want to do don't do the thing that is the most difficult first and if you do it then it doesn't matter what else you got done the rest of the day, at least you already ate the frog. Mm -hmm. And the principle of that is you start your day with the fact that I wanna start the day with a win so that the rest of my day, if nothing else goes well, I at least had a win, I started well. So I have organized my day to where by eight o'clock in the morning, I've already had my best wins. Mm -hmm. And if the rest of the day goes downhill, it's all right. I ate the frog first. So I hope it maybe it's something that'll go viral on the relational leader podcast. Man, you I know, don't know why like,
2: that wouldn't. That sounds like the a
0: frog. Drink. So all right, so what does an average day yeah. when you say, I'm I'm I ate the frog first, yeah. uh, or I just I went in before eight. I I won my morning. Mm. What does that look like for the two of you?
2: I just don't want to call like spending time with Jesus eating the frog. Like that's the <laughs> worst part of the day. And that's
1: so true. I don't but. know. <laughs>
0: Punched a big okay, hole. Really, yeah. eat did. the crawfish. It it is it is yeah. <laughs>
1: that is that is so true. But there is something about the fact of like uh. I've prioritized God first. I don't know if you're like this. I get less Christian throughout the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like really good. I spend that, that time with time Jesus. You're done. It's oh, like i You don't want a meeting with me in the afternoon. I'm not quite as safe as I am in the morning. <laughs> That's awesome because when I spend time with Jesus in the morning and uh, it was May 2022, 20, um, I think, or 2021, it's uh, almost two years ago, um, I was on a prayer retreat. I took like two days after I preached this conference and I spent a couple days away. And the Lord really convicted me and he said, like, I, I was, I'm, I'm rigid when it comes to a lot of my life, when it comes to my, I drink my greens in the morning and I work out, I try to work out every day. I have my holy thing, I try to read different books. He's like, but your time with me is just so inconsistent. And I made a decision that day that I will spend my time with Jesus every morning. And which, you know, as pastors, we say we do. But there's a difference between mm-hmm. really connecting with God. My challenge for pastors is not do you pray. My, my challenge for them is do you enjoy prayer? There's a big difference between prayer and wow. enjoying prayer. it's good. So I was like, I'm going to spend time with God. It's going to be I'm going <clears> to <throat> eat my greens kind of idea. Like I'm, I'm going to eat my spinach to where I like it. Hmm. And I made a commitment and before God to this date, I think we're almost two years later, um, I missed one day, December twenty-fourth on Christmas Eve because of stupid Christmas Eve services that took Man. Up my And I, I missed <laughs> one day. Celebrating services. the birth I know, of Jesus. <laughs> but I made a decision that I will not go I will, the first thing I do every morning mm-hmm. is that spend time with Jesus. So I hate the, the idea that it's the eat the frog is, is no, the, <laughs> <of Jesus. laughs> the principle is but, good yeah. there. The the idea is the most important thing I had to do was already done. Yeah. And, and to me, it's just such a life-giving thing that spend time with Jesus. I do the SOAP method, you know, scripture, observation, yeah. application, application, prayer, and I do it every day. Mm-hmm. And I just write it out. So every day I'm walking out of my time with God, and it might be 20 minutes, it might be 30 minutes. But that time with God, I've got something to apply. Okay,
2: let's talk about
1: something you said that
2: I want to I, I try to learn from this. You said, I want it to be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Now, I oftentimes think of my moments and times with God that when I finish, it's almost like, whew, that was just dry. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, God, where are you? And I feel like there's no joy in it because I didn't get anything out of it. Or I didn't feel like I got anything out of it. But the truth of the matter is, I don't remember any meals I ate last week, Right. but each one of them nourished me to get done when I needed to get
1: done. Yeah, but you go to some Tampa steakhouses, Sha-ba-ba-ba. and then you know what it's like. <laughs> but that's my—that's how I look at my quiet times, because there's sometimes that it's nourishment, but there's other times it's just enjoyment. But neither of them are more important than the other. Mm-hmm. So the good. steakhouse is just as important as the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, or the greens do. that you drink in the morning. Or the greens, yeah, which I love my greens, but me that's too. a whole other world. But it's 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 the the time with God. I read a book this last year, and it challenged me, and I've been trying to do it most days to where you just sit and you just start quiet for five minutes. So I've been learning. I'm that's hard, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just just sitting there and just just being just pausing. But isn't it interesting that the scriptures say that we be still and we know that He's God? Mm-hmm. We we think we're busy and in our busyness we'll see God move. Actually, you see God move in the stillness mm-hmm. and the quiet and the slowing down. So I used to be a big worship guy. Turn on the worship music. Lay before the Lord. Travail. Mm-hmm. You know, we grew up in that cult. <laughs> totally. You yeah. ain't crying. You're doing something exactly, wrong. Exactly. You got to what, what other relationship is like that? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> marriage- Well, if I have
2: relationships like that.
1: The, I don't hang around
2: those people no, very much. Yeah,
1: No, we've, we've developed this culture. If you're not crying before God, then you're not connecting with them. I'm like, me and my wife aren't like that. Yeah. We laugh yeah. together. We enjoy each other. We're watching movies together. Like, I think there's just something about just going, God, I'm in your presence. Let me enjoy your presence. Let me connect with you. All right, time's up. Let's, let's mm-hmm. move on. Let's, let's go. And I think you just got to figure out those moments to just connect with them.
0: Mm, that's so good. That's so so good. I guess
2: the joy in it isn't always that it's enjoyable. But that there's joy in knowing I did what was most important, yep. and there is going to be good fruit mm-hmm. of all of that. Because the reality is that a lot of times when we spend time with God or we go through that exercise, it, is, it seems dry.
1: It does seem dry. But let me um, – so I, I'm like a religious workout person, and I don't enjoy my workouts. I en- I, most of the time I don't enjoy the workouts, but I h- highly enjoy the feeling I have throughout the day knowing I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk to some people who are listening to this, and you go, like with your staff, you know when your staff doesn't spend time with God. You can tell. They come in cranky. They come in, you know, they're saying stuff. And my response to some of my, I've met with some pastors and stuff lately that on my staff, and I'm going, have you prayed re- recently? <laughs> like, have you spent any time with Jesus? What you're angry about, did you give it to God first? Because you're obviously acting a little bit in the f- flesh. You know, it's the Galatians 6, he who sows to this." Spirit will of the spirit reap life. He who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap destruction. The enjoyable thing is the same way I feel after I work out is you should walk out of your prayer time going. You know what? Now I am led by the Spirit. I'm not going to fulfill the desires Amen. of the flesh. I've given what I need to to God. Yeah. His yoke is easy. His burdens light. I can conquer what God wants me to conquer mm-hmm. with my life. So that to me is enjoyable. It's like a it's a good workout. I'm I'm putting in what I need to do to build my spirit man. Right. So that we can be who God's called us to be. Because let me tell you, your staff, your your church, your friends, they know when you don't spend time with Jesus. Yeah. Just like they know when you ain't been in the gym <laughs> and they see what you're eating. I can see, see how, you ain't been in the yeah, gym. Yeah, yeah we're, you know, that, that routine needs to start back in the same way it's the same time. With That's Jesus. true. That's so
2: good.
0: So, do you guys, do y'all utilize accountability? In this area of helping yourself stay disciplined, eat the frog. Maybe it is in your personal relationship with God, but other disciplines in your life Mm -hmm. that you say, like, I have to prioritize several things. Obviously, first priority is my personal time with God, but I also prioritize this and this and this. And so some of us are, Aaron, you seem like you are wired, like you make a decision and it is like you're locked in laser, you're done, you're in it, maybe you're not, but maybe you need convincing. Other people, they need a little bit more convincing, Mm -hmm. they need a little bit more, like, you know, uh, accountability. How, do y'all utilize that, or how do you stay on track?
2: Uh, You know, I think Aaron and I are wired a lot the same in this regard, that, you know, when I make a decision. Oh, I've seen you. You you flip a switch, and it's done. Yeah, it's like my dad would say, a bulldog on a mailman. Yeah. So... (laughs) Yeah. That's, a, I, great video. that's man, a great picture. Right man, yeah, that's a that's great picture, right there. That's better decision. than eat the frog, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like <laughs> <laughs> but there still are times when even my own intestinal fortitude, which I think is is pretty high, I can't do it on my own. And I think there's there's power in confession. Yes. James five sixteen says, confess your sins to one another, so that you can be whole, so that you can be healed. And I think that when you embrace accountability as you're Mm. saying yeah and you go to people and you say hey here's where i'm i'm struggling in my my winning the day or my relationship with god or my workout or whatever it is and i I need your help it's that mere confession of making it known accountability involving others that's where our wholeness Mm. and healing can come from and i've actually done this before there have been times where i've reached out to your husband Mm -hmm. and i said jordan uh Man, I just my prayer is life is not working, so I need you to touch base every morning at 6 a.m. Make sure I'm up and I'm doing my accountability. And I've had to use that, and and we sometimes as pastors that's really hard to do because I'm supposed to be leading these people, right, mm. right. But yet I need their accountability, and and I can tell you that that kind of authentic relationships amongst the people that you. Do life with and do ministry with. It doesn't make them disrespect you. It makes the respect go up for sure, and uh, it actually allows them to be vulnerable with you because you said,
1: "I go to staff one time. You're being a jerk.
2: <laughs> right. You hadn't prayed yet. Well, right. if you weren't vulnerable with them, they wouldn't feel vulnerable. Absolutely.
1: Be the right to be vulnerable with you. I believe that if you want to go fast, you go alone. If you want to go far. Mm-hmm you go with a group mm-hmm. you got to go together and you practice this so good pastor randy like the idea of the community the people around you so i i did a marathon last year for the first time and the last time i'll ever do which i think was really a bad idea it honestly. was a terrible idea. Uh-huh. where'd you do it at uh well that was the problem is oh, okay. i live in tampa and i trained in tampa with a buddy of mine he's on our staff i would have never done it if he didn't challenge me he do it with me this is our thing we're going to do together we've been friends for years and years <laughs> But we ran the marathon in Nashville, and Nashville's got these things called hills. Mm, very <laughs> it was a different. Horrible, than horrible idea. So that's a whole nother lesson of your training will show itself during difficult seasons. Yeah. <laughs> what you do behind the scenes will eventually be exposed. But it shows me that um there is a power of doing things alone. I mean, doing things together when you get the right people in your life. Yeah. Nobody wants to like the old accountability from the 80s and 90s was like, okay, sit down with me today. Did you pray? Check the yes. box. Did you <laughs> do this? Yes. Are you looking at anything bad? Like check a box. That, that didn't work because you felt like you were like bringing in like a police officer like to your life. And like, I, nobody wants to walk on eggshells or be like under a microscope with people. But there's something about that. Let's do this together. Mm-hmm. Let's go through it. So a buddy of mine, um, we made a decision this, this, this year that um, we're gonna memorize a book of the Bible together. So, you know, hey, this is a cool idea. You wanna memorize this, I wanna memorize this. Let's do it together. Not, hey, that's a cool thing for you to do, I'll do my own thing. Let's try something together. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I, we try to read a book or two together a year. There's something about the idea, if you do things together, even with our personality, because our personality is, I'll get it done, I'll get it done fast, I'll make it happen. But the sustainability and the enjoyability, because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's it's something about the connection together, doing life together, finishing that marathon, it was a terrible scenario, other than the fact that we were doing it together. Yeah. You know, it was like a memory for life, and then I'll never do it again. I don't think, <laughs> if you were to
2: add up all the miles of. <laughs> That I've run in my lifetime, they wouldn't equal twenty six point two.
1: But you know, it's funny. It's like if you, you know the Thanksgiving season where they go, you know, you married into the wrong family when the family gets up and runs the turkey trot oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Day, You're like, no, 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 I didn't sign up for this family. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I'm gonna sit on the sofa and watch them run. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's all those memes about it. I'm, I'm just gonna mistake. get one of
2: those stickers. Twenty six point two is yes. like right around. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. I did it. <laughs> You're a
1: liar. You well, are, I know, eh? but I
2: would feel good about myself. You and would that's, feel good about yourself. That's half the battle for me. That's funny. <laughs> oh,
0: man. <laughs> Oh, that's so good! All right, well, I want to get real practical before we close out our conversation, um, and just to help our listeners, you know, maybe somebody is struggling with what should prioritizing my life, making sure I'm healthy. What are the key elements that 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 should hold? Mm-hmm. Um, real practically, kind of just, you know, what are those top things for each of you that say this every day, or for the most part every day? Right. I'm prioritizing these things. Um, I'm making sure these things happen because I know that when I do that, I'm going to be the most healthiest. I'm going to be able to lead my family, the church, the teams I'm on, whatever the case may be. What, what are just give me give me the give me your top five, top top six, whatever they are.
1: OK, so when I organize my life and I do my goals every year, I break them up into five categories. And when I break it up in those five categories, I put habits with each of them because you are not the product of your goals. You are the product of your habits. Mm -hmm. Goals are great, but goals are hopes. Hopes don't achieve anything if they're not backed with habits. So what I look at is all five of them. So we got my spiritual life. My spiritual life is I'm going to walk, I'm going to spend time with God every single day. I'm going to have my mind. What am I doing to challenge my mind? Okay, well, I'm going to try to read a book a month. This is my habit I'm mm-hmm. going to try to do. I have my physical body. Well, I'm going to try to, I'm a CrossFit guy, so I'm going to be religious about it. I'm surprised we went through 25 minutes of this without me mentioning CrossFit. That's a miracle for that, somebody that does CrossFit. Yeah, so. you get, it's like a cult. It is like yeah. a church. It it's, is it like is. its own uh, thing. It's a cult. It's Cold. not Jesus. Okay, yes, I'm so sorry for bringing it's Jesus, Jesus into CrossFit. It just, do yeah. apologize. I mean, right. Oh, they'll try to pull in parallels <laughs> to the Bible, I'm but the reality you. is it ain't about Jesus. But no, it's no. it a cult. But anyway, yeah. I'm gonna break it up. I'm gonna break it up into five different categories. And I'm gonna, relationally, what am I gonna do for my relationship with my wife? We have to have some kind of connection every single day with me and my spouse. Like I want to make sure we have some kind of conversation. That connection every single day, me and my friends, and the connection with my my. My um my children. And then, obviously, it's 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 my career, my calling. What has God called me to yeah. do? Okay, well, I'm going to learn how to grow in that. For me, it's writing. I'm trying to write every single day. So you've got to take your hopes, and you got to put it into habits. And don't do 80 habits. Nobody does well with 80 habits. Yeah. You do three or four habits. Exactly. Because you listen to these kind of things, and you go, oh, man, I'm going to add this habit, this habit, this <laughs> habit. I found a way that if I'll just... Take away one bad habit a year and add one good habit a year, Mm -hmm. I can see my life get changed. So about seven years ago, I took away soda, any kind of Coke, Dr. Pepper. I love Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Louisiana boy, you got it, Dr. mm -hmm. Pepper. love Barb's root beer. That was our stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was the jam (laughs) back in the day. Haven't had one in, I think, now eight years. The the year after that was sweet tea, and I was a big sweet tea (laughs) guy. Took it away, hadn't had it in in now seven years. Then the year after that was sugar in my coffee. I was a cream and sugar guy. Took it away. I didn't do that in one day. I did it over, that was three years of me going, I'm going to take away a bad habit and I'm going to replace it with a good habit. So you don't, you don't eliminate habits, you replace habits. If you learn to replace them with something good, then your life will get better. And, and I'll, I'll
2: piggyback on that, which by the way, that was fabulous. That is, if you're listening to podcasts, the whole, it was worth it just, just for that. Yes. So the, the problem with a lot of us and people in general, all, we see where we need to be and where we are and we go, Wow. It's too big right. of a jump. But by you making it manageable with just one particular thing, it, it r- reminds me of the Scripture, obviously, in Zechariah. Do not despise mm. small beginnings small because beginnings. the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. I remember this principle that, that helped me with that because I'm an all-or-nothing kind mm-hmm. of a guy. And so if I can't do it with excellence, I won't do it. So it'll cause you a lot of times to not even get started. But you're evaluating five areas in your life. Let's say you were evaluating these areas in your life, and some of them were a three, and you wanted them to be a seven. If you take the number three and you multiply it to the fifth power, you get 243. If you were to increase those by one, from three to a four, not three, I'm going to go to a seven or an eight. You increased it by one increment, so it went three to four. Four to the fifth power is a 1,024. It's over a 400% increase. By making small adjustments right so i would evaluate those areas you said make small little incremental
1: changes and it'll have huge dividends and payoffs you dream big but you start small and people that changed the world didn't do it in a day they did it daily and they daily made small decisions mm-hmm. that nobody else wants to make so that they could live the life that everybody eventually wants to live. Yes, but it's the small decisions daily that dictate your life. Yeah,
0: so good, so good. Well, guys, this has been it's been gold. very fun and a great wow. conversation. A lot of fun, and I know it's helped our listeners. And so I uh, really appreciate Aaron you being uh, I'm part so honored of the podcast. And it's great. And if you enjoyed uh, Pastor Aaron Burke, you have a podcast yourself made for. More.
1: I do. I made for more leadership podcast. You can check it out, and yes, it'd be cool to. You need to get him. to know Aaron
2: if you don't. He is a great leader. He's a great church radiant. Is, is a Is and stud. I wrote a
1: book this last year. You can buy my book on Amazon. Buy his <laughs> book. <laughs> for, for a little plug buy right there. No, there we don't make a little plug. Tell Thank us about you. the book. All right. The book is called The Unfair Advantage. You can buy it. It's the seven keys from the life of Joseph to turning your obstacles into opportunities. And I just looked at all my life and realized the only way I got to where I'm at right now is not because it's been easy, but I took difficult, terrible, painful scenarios and made the right choice during them, and God turned it around for the good. good. So pain is a part of all of our lives, but how you respond to pain will dictate if it moves you towards your purpose or towards more problems. So I'd show people how to do it in the book and I hope it helps some people. So. That's a
2: great topic. Yeah. Yes. None and of us like pain. No. Nobody wants to be. But no. it.
1: that's our greatest
2: life lessons are learned in pain. They like are. the things yes, in all are. of our lives that we go, I'm never doing that again.
1: Right. Because
2: yeah. we went through pain and we learned something mm-hmm. about it. So Let pain be a great lesson. We live life forward,
1: but we understand it backwards. And it's one of those things you're going to look backwards and go, it was because of the pain that God used it to bring me to the purpose that he has for my life. So pick it it up on Amazon. Pick Pick it it up up. on Amazon.
0: Amazon, made for more podcasts. Appreciate you, Aaron. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks,
2: Aaron. Thank you, man, for being here.
0: Yes, Randy's been great, always. As always. And so uh, thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode. We will catch you next time on the Relational Leader Podcast.
1: Thank you so much for listening. For more resources, go to the RelateNetwork.com.